Hello and welcome back to Where We Droppin'. I'm joined today by my co-host Chris. Hey, what it do? And I'm P. Bacon. And I'm also joined today, we have a guest star, he's very popular. His name is Little Fish. Say hello. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Little Fish, um, we met through the Discord, as many of you may know, um, which we'll get him to talk about that a little bit at the end. Um, of this podcast um today i actually want to talk about something very specific because something interesting happened today chris what did what crazy thing did you do today my crazy experience today is i got a tattoo my second tattoo but yeah nonetheless a tattoo which i didn't uh, even know you had one how you, dare you, you get, a, <laughs> get how dare you get tattoos so sinful <laughs> Anyway, please you don't know I have tattoos. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I got Spiral the Dragon on my left forearm, and I think it came out really well. It's got that uh, watercolor feel and look to it, um, and I absolutely love it. Show my family and get disapproving looks, but you know, it's gonna be great. Gotta love it. Um, but I was uh, was actually scrolling through, I was scrolling through something where i saw someone like google up is getting a tattoo sinful or like will will you go to hell for it mm -hmm. so i was just like i i, I want to look it up on google myself so i i actually looked it up on google and what it says is in Levit Levitic leviticus uh, you're good leviticus thank you 1928 reads you shall not make any cuts on your body for the deed nor make any tattoo marks on yourself I am the Lord. Yeah, so it's like a super highly debated topic inside of Christianity because and it, it boils down to a lot of different laws inside of Leviticus and Deuteronomy. And uh, it, it, there's these certain laws that a lot of people refer to as um, – what is it? it it's um, ceremonial laws, laws that don't necessarily apply to us today. Um and so some people say that, uh, oh, it, it, it has nothing to do with us because we're not Jewish. That, that, that argument I disagree with. Um, but another – the better argument that I more so agree with is it doesn't apply to us today because we are not doing it for pagan ritual like they were. The point was is back then if you had a tattoo – you were a pagan, you, you uh, tattooed your skin in reverence of a certain god, and that's really what they were doing. That and like it said, the dead, um, reverence to the dead, and then the god of the dead. So – and then a lot, of, a lot of people look at it as, well, the Bible just says not to do it, so don't do it at all. But it, it's very much so – uh, very debated in, in Christianity. Yeah, it's definitely – it's definitely – there's um, what many would refer to as a gray area. Um, as far as, as my specific beliefs, um, I think specific tattoos are sinful and I think specific tattoos are not sinful. Um, the, where the line is drawn, I can't really give a definite because again, you get that gray area. Um, I would, of, art, of interpretation. Yes. And it, yeah, cause it is very much, um, I also am one of those who typically, if you are on the line of like, I am not sure, then better it's better to play it safe, right? Um, so, and never violate your conscience, of course, too, because according to scripture, when we read scripture, uh, violating your conscience is, is also sin. 
Um, so if you don't think, if you think getting a tattoo is a sin, um, and let's, let's for the argument say that it, it isn't, but you think it is, and you go against your conscience telling you not to do so. Right. And because you, because you think it is a sin and you shouldn't do it, um, and you get the tattoo, then that is just as bad as if it, um, again, for the sake of arguments, it hundred percent is, and you get one, you know what I'm saying? Um, Again, I'm not saying that it 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 is 100% or isn't because I I personally believe that some are and some aren't. It depends about the more to me. It's more so the motive behind it, um, the reason behind like it. Like if you're gonna get a pentagram or something like that. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Like obviously those are the, the the out the out you know really in your face ones. But and then also we could have the topic of is getting a a little uh, flower on your wrist just because you like how flowers look like. You know, is that a sin versus yeah. a little cross on your finger? You know, it's like, and it's one of those conversations, which we are going to have today, um, briefly. Um, is this something I want to get into a little bit more, a little bit in more depth? Um, I would oh, yeah. argue it's more so about where your heart is when you're getting that tattoo. Um, Fish has, you have a quote on when you're streaming um, that I I've have used actually in my own apologetic for uh, arguing against people who say all tattoos are sin and vice versa. People who say that no tattoos are sin. Um, when you would, you would look down at your arms at times and say, yes, some of these are sinful, but others are not. Um, yeah. Um, which is, I've always, and I, I think we agree in that, in that way, because I, I don't know if you use it for use the same thing if, as motive or the reason why you're getting them, but I have a tattoo in mind that I'm personally interested in. I haven't, haven't gotten it yet. Um, because I'm looking for, I'm one, making sure that I do actually want it because again, it's permanent. Um, yeah. but which is a smart move for, even if you aren't religious, I'm gonna be honest, like that's yeah. Yeah. like anybody covered in tattoos will tell you, make sure you want it because like, I'm about to get rid of all my whole left arm, um, for, for multiple reasons. One of them being that my entire left arm is sinful. Mm -hmm. Um, and another because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually have, like, the idea I have currently for a tattoo is uh, many people know the Bible Project. If you haven't listened to their podcast or, or their YouTube channel, highly recommend it. Um, some, highly recommend When I'm getting into a book that I haven't read in a while or, or when I read it for the first time, I would typically uh, use their videos just to kind of get a little bit of background knowledge and kind of remove some of my own personal bias. Um, and they but, activated me in my ministry. I absolutely mm -hmm. love the Bible. Project. Yeah, they're a great resource. I highly recommend them. Um, but they have a video like diagram when they go through spiritual beings. Um, and one of the specific forms when like, cause the diagram moves throughout the video, but there's a freeze frame where I pause the video. I'm like, that would make an amazing tattoo. Um, and it's very, it's a very abstract, I'm a big fan of abstract, like not really art. I would say I'm not going to museums and looking at abstract art because, you know, but I, to me, it's visually appealing. Like all of my wallpapers, um, tend to be either space related or some type of, of abstract design with sharp edges. Um, I'm, my PC was built specifically with the idea of abstract, um, neon in mind. That was the theme that I wanted to go for. So I have a square case with white and black contrast. Um, so I think that's an aspect of that. I like about it, but it also it's rooted in my faith. 
um and it has that background of i i've always loved mythology and what that tattoo um would mean if i got this diagram because the diagram itself is of spiritual the spiritual beings that we hear about from from the biblical context um and the reason why i would argue that it's not sinful is because i've always loved mythology and for me to put this on my body it's to mark say this is like being this is truth right this is this is reality um and f that would be part of the the reasoning behind getting it is to say you have all of these non mono you know non not monotheistic belief systems right um all of which most typically are built upon workspace salvation um and for me that's what this tattoo would be going against and saying look at all of these beings that you talk about look at what the bible says um and and in the diagram it has um i would have it on both arms because they have two different diagram freeze frames one would have the spiritual beings that are talked about in the bible and then the other one is um it has uh the throne of god because they don't use a design for god the father because not supposed to um, and then also they have the perfect human who is Jesus Christ. Um, that would be on one arm. And it has all, of course, it has all the other sp spiritual beings as well. Um, this but, man's about to get that one angel that's just the eye in the middle and just a bunch of wings <laughs> around it. They have oh, yeah, seven-winged They have some crazy designs, which I think they're those are awesome looking. But uh, anyway. Seraphim? I, I, love their, I love their artwork. Uh, yeah. The paraffin. Um, paraffin. Um, but no, yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah. the direction that I lean for whether tattoos are sinful or not is not only like why you got them, um, which I'm battling with. I'm actually still currently battling with it because I have an amazing tattoo idea that I want on the side of my leg. Um, but I'm battling between why you got it and yeah. biblical context that I have interpreted. And this is where your your conscience comes into play because I. I haven't really quite figured out where my conscience is pulling me right now. Because mm -hmm. here, here's the thing. So, like, the Bible says for the dead, right? Let's not get tattoos for the dead. And when we look at the context of what it was talking about when talking about for the dead, it was also talking about pagan rituals. So, like, mm -hmm. for other beings, for any – in dedication of other things other than God is basically what yeah. it was coming down to. So when we get these, when I get these tattoos and they're not in reverence to the Lord and they can't glorify the Lord any, any way, um, I have a problem with my tattoos. Um, but it also goes back to for the dead for me. And so yeah. the tattoo idea I want is something that symbolizes it's a uh, down the leg and it's 12 portraits uh, that represent not necessarily the portraits, twelve little uh, clips or little sections, scenes, if you will, little scenes mm -hmm. of uh, each each one describing the death of each apostle. Mm. And the, that, that's weird. Why would you Why would you put that down there? Um, because we just talked about it being a sin to get it for the dead. Well, those tattoos wouldn't be for in reverence of Peter, Paul, John, Luke, Mark. Etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John and yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be for them. It would be I might even put thirteen on there as uh, Judas's too, um, but it wouldn't be for them. It would be for the greatest argument that the that the apologetics have in their arsenal. Mm -hmm. 
which is why would someone be willing to die people yeah people people die for lies all the time but people don't willingly get tortured and murdered to continue to tell a lie yeah and so why would these 12 people now you have to remember one or two of them oh well yeah they probably really wanted to take that to their grave all 12 said they saw him rise again yeah. And so all, all, all 12 said, yes, he, he lived and I will die by this. And then they did. They did die. They were killed because of it. And so it's one of those like not not that many people do it for a lie. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's that would be – I'm doing it for God and for the argument of, of Christ really did ra- rise. But at the same time, it's yeah um, about death. Um, would you uh, – just to – random question what kind of design like are you looking for more of like a um like a grayscale type design where it's just like a genuine like a a actual like picture like a painted portrait or more so like a like a simplistic type you know just to lay simplistic because realism tattoos are expensive oh yes they (laughs) They are are. are. it's because it's a lot of detail and a lot of color so yeah one thing would be really interesting now because you say that is when you get to, um, I believe it is Peter, if I'm right, or I'm having a, a brain fart. I don't know. It's very late and I'm hungry. Um, I believe it's Peter who was crucified upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Paul was, Paul was beheaded. And I, I'm interested to see what the simplistic – this is why I asked the question um, – would I, would I be tattooing the an issue? Down yeah, the issue with some people like, oh, this man's got an upside down cross on his. That on his. would be, and I've, I've thought I've thought about that too. <laughs> trust me, because because a lot of other. So that's one thing I will say about Catholics is Catholics do understand that the upside down cross is about Peter. Uh, educated Catholics do. Yeah. Um, Not but anybody that sees an upside down cross in the Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, 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 but. But like even even when a demon would would use an upside down cross, like a real encounter with demonic presences, um, it 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 only uses that because it knows that that's what society has made its symbol to be. Yeah. Even yeah. though it is a holy symbol, because Peter, um, a, a man who's I have no business being even murdered, like my savior. Put me upside down in reverence for him, and he he died by that. Yeah, that's interesting. But I like it. I, I, I would say, for me personally, long answer short, mm-hmm. not every tattoo is a sin. Yeah, but understand why you're getting it. Yeah, and yeah. I would say, and to me, just in general, in reverence of anybody. Yeah, not even and even from a not like you said earlier, just from a non-religious standpoint, like put some thought into it you know like it doesn't have to yeah. be a, a bunch of meaning but like more so specifically don't on the spot like i'm i understand some people like on the spot get tattoos and i'm not specifically i guess i'm not really going against that i'm more so saying uh keep it in mind right like this is it's something that's permanent on your body and it should be it should there should be a decent amount of thought that goes into it even from a non-religious standpoint, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, but from Christian uh, Christian worldview, um, again, we get more. We have to get more spe- specific of whether or not you know 
you know, are you violating your conscience in doing so? Um, I would, I would, I would push the argument even farther in some regards. And if you say are um, a young adult under your parents' house and they are completely anti-tattoo, that it would probably be best for you to wait until you're probably out of that house. Yeah. Before you get a tattoo, um, and I came uh, home with a forearm tattoo. My parents like <laughs> pooped a cow, bro. They were like, "What is that? Blow your elbow!" And they just lost their minds. I, I remember my dad always telling me when I was growing up that if me or my brother ever came home with a tattoo, he'd take a uh, he'd take a sander and sand it off. And yeah. Like, yep. Well, oh my goodness! My parents, my parents yelled at me. Get this! My parents yelled at me for coming home with a below the elbow tattoo. They were like, "What are you? What are you doing? Do you ever want a job?" <laughs> and they were like, they were getting genuinely upset with me. Yeah. And I was like, "This isn't my first tattoo." And they're like, "Yeah, but you can cover it with short sleeves." And I was like, "It's really not that big a deal. I, I plan on getting tatted out." from wrist to to collarbone like i put like nothing above my neck nothing on my hands which mm -hmm. now i actually have a finger tattoo but which is a cross for those wondering uh <laughs> but yeah. like they they got genuinely got upset with me and my mom and my stepdad came to visit well my my both my parents and step parents and uh my in-laws came up to visit for my daughter's birthday and my mom was like, check out what I got and took off her <laughs> jacket. And you know what was there? A below the elbow tattoo in reverence to my deceased brother. And I was like, I was like, don't say anything about putting dead people on your skin. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I was like trying to hold my yeah. tongue. Because she doesn't, she, as much as it hurts me, she doesn't listen to what I say religiously. But that's beside the point. Because mm -hmm. um, to her, I'm, I'm her son. She's supposed to be teaching me. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, I was like, really? What happened to below the elbow tattoos? And she was like, well, after Cody died, we were like, you know, only live once, YOLO. And I was like, for real? I've been trying to tell you that. Because, like, oh, growing up, I was like, mom, let me do what I want oh, to an extent because yeah. I only have one life. All right. But, <laughs> uh, but no, and okay. So I got a motorcycle too. And, they were always like, never ride with a with a half helmet. Always have a full face to protect your face. They ride Harleys with half helmets all the time. <laughs> they didn't let me get a bike in high school. They let my little brother get a bike in high school. What is happening? <laughs> this is the little fish rant. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. On? Today on this podcast, we have fish that rants about his life. <laughs> Sorry. For joining us. Back, back on. Back on track. Sorry. Yeah. So, Chris, dude, where do you specifically, where do you think you stand on the, the position just from, from I'd, your perspective? So, in, in my opinion, I don't think tattoos are bad, but I do, after you brought up the kind of like tattoos aren't bad, but there are some that have, you know, sinful kind of ways. I mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I, I don't think they're bad unless you have like bad um intentions with it like mm -hmm. if, if you're if you're purposely getting tattoos on your body that are that are sinful like that you know that is like pentagram and um kind of like all the i, I don't know what else to kind of like put like as an example horns and devils and that kind of thing yeah or... like that i mean like they, they, oh, wait. you that you obviously <laughs> know is against this religion 
and yeah. you're, you're doing it blatantly I would say, out of disrespect. Yeah. I would push it a little bit farther. Bad. Yeah, I would push it a little bit farther. And it's not really specifically what, which is you hinting at this. It's not specifically what you put on your body. I think it's why you're putting it on your body. Um, more so specifically. I would, like, I would partially disagree with that. Because... I mean, and there, there are certain things that there's certain because, designs yeah, do, that you can't put on your body for a good reason. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, I can't think of a good reason why you would put a pentagram, you know, and say this honors. God. Well, some people would say that about an upside down cross too, but yeah. it was the cross Peter was crucified on. So, I mean, like I said, I partially agree. Yeah. But I think that there are some images that why you're putting them on then i think some images are you should never even no matter what the reason is i guess yeah i mean but i would still um, argue that there's just certain ones that there's no good reason to to have and that would be yeah, why i would no, say right. it's why it's it's a more of a why than a what um and plus uh with tattoos because it is a great i just think that we should still be working on what yeah um i think more so specifically instead of like drawing instead of drawing a line of like oh i don't i don't know like a random um a cross if it's not completely straight up is sinful you know like i i don't agree with people who do that because mm. like you said like if say someone drew it for an upside down let's say like, oh upside down crosses that's sinful why because i saw it in a movie once you know and then yeah. and then you're like but peter got crucified upside down and that's the reason why i'm getting it Is on he my in hell? you know and it's like i think it's that's called, why called the saint peter cross that's why i don't draw lines like that that's why i'm more so saying it's you need to you need to if you're a christian and you're listening to this podcast you should put a lot of thought and and in-depth research as to what and why you're putting on your body permanently now obviously there's weight methods today to cover up and that kind of things but that's a plan B option, not a plan A. I'm so. about to go through a very painful and long exactly. process. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like for me, I'm blacking out my entire left arm and then doing it over in white ink for I, religious which tattoos. That white ink is going to hurt. Yo, <laughs> well, you're about to go through a lot of blackout. I know the blackout process is going to be the absolute worst. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying. I'm hoping I can get it done in under four sessions. If I if I do it in four sessions, I would be happy. Mm -hmm. uh, break my arm up into quarters, which is what I've seen most people do so far, um, and I, I feel like I could do it. And then I'd I'd go over it in white with something. I I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know because it's better to do white line work over black. I want to do something that's like literally writing out scripture on parts of my arm. That'd be cool. But I'm about to yeah, I'm about to like black out most of my left arm. It's gonna hurt. But oh, yeah. for me, we'll for me that's sesh. well. For yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll do a day, I'll do a uh, a, a day session, um, <laughs> a tap out session. But like for me, that's one of those things. That, like I'm, I'm okay with that pain because um, I did this to myself. I put sinful tattoos on my body, mm -hmm. and I'm ready to 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 cover. It's I know Jesus paid for my sins, you know. Yeah. But it's one of those things that, like, this one, this one is on me, and I, I'll pay for it with the pain to cover it up. Yeah. Because now I want to cover it up and over top of it, 
put what Jesus has done in my yeah. life, what he means to me. Because for me, it's almost like Jesus has washed my stains away. But in this case, it, it's adding more. I mean, in a way, you're you're taking something that is one that reminds you of of your past life, and you don't you've made you've flipped over, right? You've you you mm -hmm. you look back on it and say, "Thank goodness, Jesus died for me," right? And you're yeah. you're taking that, and now I'm, and then now I'm going to put something on it that I'm proud of that on is God honoring and yeah and. It and can use for be used for many things, conversation starters, you know, just reminders yeah, for your own you self. See people with a blacked out sleeve, you're like, "Yo, bro, what's up, dog? What happened there?" <laughs> and it's like, "Yo, bro, I I had sinful tattoos, and I wanted uh, I wanted to show God that reverence and cover them up and put mm -hmm. scripture on my arm like it's written on my heart. I wanted to write it on my on my arm." That's cool. You kind of like go into there. It's my evangelism tool, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap up, anything, anything else more on tattoos? Uh, if not, we're going to move into what was supposed to be last episode's conversation. Um, <laughs> but we, we talked for way too long. <laughs> yeah. I would just, I would, I would just like to add one thing. Like, so again, if you're not getting tattoos for religious reasons from a guy covered in tattoos, think about your tattoo, man. Think about it, and, and before you even get a tattoo, just like Bacon here, decide where you stand biblically. Mm -hmm. Don't don't wait. Don't wait while you're on the fence, or, or wait while you're on the fence. It's always better to don't play it safe. Get it while you're on the fence. Yeah, don't get it while you're on the fence of it, because then you'll get it, and you'll be like, man, I, I've come to the conclusion that tattoos are sinful. Yeah. I really yeah. Now it. I do. <laughs> now yeah. it's too late. Yeah. yeah now you have to get more it. Money. Now you either have to live with it, get it replaced, or get it removed somehow. Which fun fact, even getting a tattoo removed is sinful. If if you if if getting a tat if you in yeah, your you're still, getting a tattoo yeah. you're scarring your body by yep. by laser etching your skin, which is the whole point of getting rid of the tattoo. So if you get a tattoo you're just you're just you know, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way out. All right. Well, so just yeah. make sure that you're you stuck. are 100% you know, confident. Even even when I went into this tattoo today, and whenever I like got my first tattoo and even this tattoo, I've I I'm I'm nervous because I don't want it to come out really bad. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm confident that yeah, I want that, the tattoo that aspect too, yeah. But I don't want it to come out bad and think God that the artist that I have, which is especially when your artist is really uh -oh. good. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason why I haven't gotten mine yet specifically because I want because it's abstract. I need I need perfect line work i want it to be right spot artists. on and yeah because there's no do research yes do you research yeah. on your artist and when i find somebody that i just truly like i was like all right i trust this person like they can do this with their eyes closed but please don't <laughs> like i'll probably i'll probably full send it um my fiance is pushing me to get one as well which i made sure for you know that's another example you could bring up uh if don't don't do it because your friend wants you to right um or yeah it's like i i specifically wait i've waited this long just to confirm like i honestly probably could have got it six months ago and been perfectly fine because i'm fully convinced that i'm that the, it is the design that i want um and where you know where i want to put it and you know, like as far you know as far as like my future career like i've thought of all of it i could and i was i was good to go six months ago um but i purposely waited um just to make sure that uh my fiance told me like, "Oh, you got to get a tattoo because she she prefer she really likes guys with tattoos. It's like a it's you know 
all of her people. Gentlemen, don't conform to your woman. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Conform to her needs, baby. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's talk about video games, baby. Ooh, it's my topic. Hey, it's that <laughs> so time of the night. So specifically, what we want to talk about with video games um, is just kind of this is completely opinion piece, right? If you've ever seen those in the news, just kidding. Nobody reads those. Sorry, um, but opinion piece on specifically. I don't know. Um, specifically, the type and genre, or the thing about video games and that genre that really draws you to it, and the thing that you really like about it. Um, Chris or Fish, either one of you guys can start. Who wants to take the take the floor? Uh, I'll let Chris go first. Jeez. Right, you want me to? You want me to go first? So, yeah. um, just it's, it's hard to pin down mm -hmm. kind of the stuff that I I primarily like. Yeah. So. I, I most likely I I stick to roguelikes. I I like the aspect of you know you go through a game, you start at nothing, yeah. And you progress through each like level, and you get you get new stuff through each level. You face a boss, and then you know you you keep going, you keep going, and then you die, and then you restart. Mm -hmm. It it each of the each roguelike has a different feel to it. Risk of Rain Two is a phenomenal uh, roguelike. I just got um uh resurgent no that's not it um it's it's a new playstation 5 game it just came out uh, a couple weeks ago um fantastic game the only problem i have with that game is that you, a run can take out like really long and by the time that you're dead you you're, you're tired from it it's <laughs> not it's it it's like i was able to do it i was able to have like a replay factor for like a few hours but after that like every day from that it's just like i can maybe do one run and then i'll be i'll be good because yeah. it, it's just like it gets tedious but with like risk of rain it's 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 such a like fun changing environment and everything and it's 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 a great game they just came out with a update for it um it's on pc right now that update the the update for consoles comes out i think at the end of june i believe mm -hmm. no no it might be early june i could be wrong yeah. it comes out sometime in june and i'm very stoked to play that nice. um that's just one franchise um i also play and destiny 2 and that's like it's, a ro the genre is roguelike specifically yeah, roguelike. okay um, i've i think i've heard nice. of that but i've I get the idea of like, our I play a lot of games where it's like 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 Far Cry or something. Like that. I don't think that's the same genre, but like no. where you you start with nothing and no, that's just that's open world progression yeah. types. You know, the progression type system has always been a huge factor for games for me. The the incentive to get to keep playing, and as you unlock new stuff, that kind of thing. So I'll I have to I, get you into Risk of Rain too because I think you might. I've heard of the that. game before. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. Um, I've had a couple friends, uh, roommates when I was on campus who, who played the risk of rain, the first one. Um, and then there was very a, different. there's another one. It's like a 2d dungeon. He said it was like a, where it's the same thing. Like when you die, you're, you have to restart completely. So anyway, which it, which might sound tedious, but it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so destiny two is, uh, another game that I play. What, what's the genre it's, for destiny two specifically? I'm not, it would be a, it would be a first person shooter. Like, is it like yeah, a, it's, it's, a looter it's, it's shooter it's type? Yeah, it is classified as a looter shooter as, but okay. the thing is it's, it's kind of just been on a repetitive mm -hmm. drive 
recently I, I, with its recently season. Recently, the last couple of years. I mean, <laughs> there wasn't a big difference between Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Not much. It's, I like we're it. not here to debate. <laughs> <laughs> opinion, opinion piece, baby. <laughs> Your yeah, opinion I, is I trash. Enjoyed, I enjoyed, I enjoyed we'll both games. Time, come on. I actually, I actually, I think today went back to D1 to look at uh because they, they're bringing back vault of glass as a raid mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. in like this next week and, and i barely I'm know what that means it's yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep yep um vault nice. of raid so, my favorite uh so they're bringing it back and the exotic weapon that you can get from that raid we were kind of looking at the class type and we kind of thought that it was like a scout rifle which is just kind of like a uh it's a semi-auto basically yeah, yeah. um so but when we looked, it said a fusion, which is like a charge, like you hold down the trigger, yeah, and it yeah. charges up, and then it shoots out. Um, and it said it was a fusion rifle. And we're like, that doesn't seem right. So I hopped back onto D1 to look at it, and it was just basically a combination of a fusion rifle, scout rifle, and an auto rifle. Oh. So it, it was So like, that's like the exotic factor for that specific gun? I, I believe so. I'm not okay. fully sure, but... But after I used going, to love D one. But after going back to D one, it it does not play well. It is. Oh, here, here's the thing with it me: is, is I used look to good. I used to love D one, and I was excited when D two came out. But for me personally, me buying a game, I'm glad they're free now. But I bought Destiny two, or no, I'm sorry, I bought Destiny one. To play the playthrough for three days and then having to buy the next DLC because the playthrough was so short. So I was just a tad confused at what the heck I just spent my money on. Yeah. So it, it kind of turned me away from it very quickly. Now they're free. Yeah. Unless you go to GameStop, they charge you $60. For, for the console version, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I played a little bit of Destiny Two, and I'm I won't I won't really talk bad about it. Like from what I played, I liked it. It's just I think the incentive for the reason why I didn't play is because of I knew how far behind I was, everybody else, and for Maybe that type of that. game, it's just that I was knew I got had to buy a DLC. Yeah, and for that type of game, the DLC thing, yeah, definitely was a part of it. But the, another one was the knowing how much I'd have to do just to catch up to me like for that type of game where it's where it's that open like and you i mean part of the loot pool right the cool thing about having the loot is to be able to show it off to your friends and be able to use it in in pvp and that kind of thing and people are like oh he's got this legendary like um same reason like the only reason i played grand theft auto online was to be able to to get the new car that's coming out that everybody wants and then flex. and then flex yeah and then kind of flex a little bit um and then also because i i like i like the racing i think it's probably one of my favorite racing games of all time and i know it's not Which just weird because gta is not a race it's not meant to be just a racing game but i just i just as far as the options it has like the custom tracks and then just the general like it's just it's my favorite i just i'm sorry um but i mean and that's literally why i play gta um i thought about buying it on pc i have it i have it on pc but i haven't played it very long uh, on the epic store for like really? a month, I believe, yeah, nice. or wherever it's run through, it was free, so I got it for free. Nice, but yeah, like for that what? for Is Destiny, it Epic? Uh, I don't know if it's through Epic Store, but it may be. It was they do free games, so it's possible. 
Anyway, um, so your so your genres were what rogue? So rogue, uh, first person shooter, and then FPS my favorite and my favorite game, um, probably at the moment is a game that's called Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about fantastic game. If I had to guess Beautiful for you, graphics, it would be it would be tied between God of War and that game. Because I've you yes. you talked a lot you talked a lot about those games a whole lot, um, which is specifically why I this question like the idea for this topic came up is because I was thinking about the God of War campaign and how it kind of Such for, a fantastic for campaign. the first time in a very long time a single player game brought that nostalgic feeling back from playing early like um, I played I remember I got the Uncharted series when I first got a PlayStation three. Um, and I, I didn't play, I, I don't, I haven't played all of them, but I played the second one and I played the fourth one. And it's like, I feel like the last time and I'm not saying it's the best game, but it's like single player games today just really does. Like, I just, I'm losing that feeling, which I don't think there's many single player games coming out anymore anyway, because the money is pulled in, which is what I want to wrap this into eventually once uh, Fish and I talk about ours. But it seems like the money has, the note, the, there's been note taken of where the money can be made. And now everyone's porting their, their ideas into what is popular. Um, yeah. So, Fish, what is your favorite genre? And, or well, slash. On, I, I got, oh, you I got, got one more? Last Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the last thing, other than the open world type of feel to things, is br stuff battle royale i think uh battle royale stuff as as crappy as it can be i think i've played more of that mm -hmm. with with you especially yeah. than a lot of other stuff recently yeah and it and it's just it's a different feel it's the feel of if you can get that win it's such a cool feeling oh yeah by far um and at this point, I mean, it was, it started with Fortnite and now Fortnite is just, a, it's, it's Fortnite. It's <laughs> Fortnite. Um, and then it went Black Ops 4. Ugh. Yeah. Um, that's all I got to say about I'll that. I'll probably go on a um, BR rant when it's my turn too. So. Yeah. So, and then, um, I think after that, did Apex come out before Warzone or did Warzone come Warzone out? Warzone came out no, after Apex. Apex. Yeah, Apex is, Yeah, so yep. Apex came out and that took the BR community by storm. It mm -hmm. was it was fresh, it was great. Um and then it kind of just died off because the first I it kind of settled the first season mm -hmm. didn't do that well with like the loot and everything. There were um, there were issues with the loot and um I I dis some people say that the game died. I disagree. It's just some people like people either really really liked the game or they didn't like the game so they just didn't keep up with the game um because i was in the middle of where i liked the game but i wanted people to play with and there was nobody to play with so i kept up with the game and like it stayed like um, as far as twitch goes like it stayed steady on twitch it had its player base um like and it i mean obviously the numbers compared to other battle royales was were lower um but again which i think you were trying to get into is like now it's it's much more popular 
um yeah much more characters uh, PUBG that that came before PUBG was so I apologize yeah PUBG is what and I I was going to mention this one it was my turn PUBG is what got me on PC um before it came out not the game when it came out cuz then I would have probably waited <laughs> waited but uh but yeah um, no, um for my for my specific ones I would agree with the BR um by far um I love FPS, if we have to be gen- like to, just to be generic, FPS by far. That's just my favorite. Uh, everything that I like, FPS, some type of fighting game, um, which many people, many uh, my parents and many other people are like. Well, why do you like violence so much? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I mean, people watch action movies all the time, you know. So mo- shoot someone. There's multiple. I can't do that in real life. <laughs> There's a bunch of there's a bunch of Mission Impossible 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 uh, movies. Impossible, <laughs> but there's, uh, your family's imposters. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, which is probably why I didn't get on the like specific like the po- some popular like popular games. I'm just like nah, not for me. Um, which like I like Chris knows. Um. BR is what got me. Like BR was a big interest of mine for the longest time. I loved the idea of BR. That the idea of uh, there's three. Um, it was always like the almost like to me it was like an Olympic thing, right? Where you have all of these people who compete, but they get whittled down, and then at the very end you have three people that get recognized. You know what I mean? And that's it. Out of all the people, these people get recognized. Um, and to me, like as the for compare competitive aspect i think br is for me specifically the best competition type mode um the only thing i would probably compare close to the comp like the wind feel of a br is probably is high intense games where that have that competitive aspect to them so i think a couple games that compare which are games that i've played a lot of which would be csgo um similar to CSGO of course is over uh, Valorant which is what I currently play um a lot of and still enjoy um Overwatch there to me Overwatch is a, a outline uh, out like a kind of outlandish in a way compared to um CSGO and Valorant um and other competitive shooters um it's I want to enjoy Overwatch but <laughs> it's one of the most team oriented competitive games i've ever played um and that's come from someone who's playing apex legends at the moment um which of the brs are the most team reliant of course um but i just there's no i really do think blizzard did a really good job with overwatch um i stopped playing after a couple seasons though just because that game is very toxic although just about every game is um, but being that it's a game where you need your team, you know, you have a lot of toxicity and stuff because you're having to talk to your team. But anyway, um, yeah, BRs are what brought me over to um, to PC because I, I, at the time, I think it was around 2016 when I graduated high school, um, I was noticing that what I wanted to play was not coming to console. Um, and in a way I felt like consoles, which they are, uh, consoles were just behind compared to PC. And that was, I was like, I understood that it was going to be more money and more complicated, um, to be able to, to 
be able to play on PC with a similar, me, me, me explain what I mean, um, to, I mean, you have to, basically what I'm saying is with a PC, you kind of have to full send it, right? Um, you can cut corners in certain areas, um, but you're going to notice that more if you cut corners on PC than you would ever on console, if that makes sense. Like, there's not very many ways to cut corners on console because it's kind of like a package system. You know, you, you pay the standard whatever or you get a deal on it and your experience is probably just as good as somebody else's. Um, you can improve upon it by saying like, like maybe you have an off-brand controller that, where the buttons are poor, you know, poorly manufactured. Or, and then say you're using your TV audio, which we talked about in the last episode, made a joke about <laughs> with a terrible microphone. Um, and you, you could, you can upgrade your audio and you can upgrade your controller or, you know, and get a, like a custom one. But other than that, that's about it. Um, whereas a PC, it's, it's more of a range. Um, and at first, the CPU, processor, yeah. Everything. And at first that range is what prevented me from getting a PC. And eventually, because I noticed that consoles were limited by that factor is why I moved over to PC. Basically this podcast is me advocating for the PC master. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, like I, I, and I'm, I'm not one of those guys who's like anti console because I grew up on console games. Um, mm. most of, uh, Probably I've probably surpassed my game time on PC now, um, being that it's been six years uh, of being on a computer. Um, I mean, I started out on a laptop, like a tiny little laptop for about two years um, that could barely run Smite and it could run CSGO. And the reason it, the only reason I played CSGO so much is because I could run it <laughs> and that was it. Um, and then upgraded from that to a laptop and then from that to a desktop. Um, which is a whole nother addiction that <laughs> that we could get into of, of PC building. I have a specific friend that I would like to get on the podcast to talk about that uh, later on down the road because that is a another um, hobby of mine. Because um, to me, it's almost a, a a art form of building a PC. If if you're you know not struggling to make one, that is, um, and. Part of part of me building my PC was putting my personality into it, um, which is a, it's an interesting and very expensive form of art <laughs> because the Lego pieces you're putting together are 200 bucks a piece. Um, but once it was when, once it was all said and done, I was I was really really happy with it, and and I really do feel like um, I mean if you want to see my computer, you can check me out, watch me on Twitch sometime, and I'll show it to you. Twitch tv slash pastor bacon um but i'm i'm really happy with it like when i look at it i see a, a reflection of a side of me that i really enjoy if that makes sense and i guess that what mm -hmm. that's what the artistic side of it is for me um and in the same way games are the same way um and to me it's like i said earlier it's like it's like playing a book right um books are different um, my fiance is very big into to reading she loves reading um and i i loved reading when i was a kid too um, and to me, I think that's why I actually like video games because at some point um, it went from using your imagination to view the characters how you wanted to see them to them actually being drawn out and elaborated visually on screen. But not just that, but you also be able to control them. And then you have these games, which I really think is the reason why I like RPG games because you get to design your own character, you know, and then you there's a general story, but you get to play it how you want to. Um, and to me, as on the art form style of it, that's where I think games draw me into it because it's a way for 
you to either put your personality into the game or or like say like pc building to put your personality into a system or something like that um and then also like chris said the brs you know able to be you know compet the competitive side too is also a, a big factor for me um i love i love being i love good competition and good sportsmanship um to me that's what why quit warzone <laughs> yeah doesn't have either of those <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know if we'll get to that in this this uh episode but we we're definitely ranting about that it's very very soon even though nobody will watch it because everyone's already said it before <laughs> anyway fish <laughs> what about you man but favorite genre or reason why you play i I don't I don't know that I have a favorite genre more that I have least favorite genres. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Uh, like 2D games are out the window for me. I can't okay. stand them. Okay. Uh, like 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 League of Legends. I don't know if that's considered a 2D. It's game. It's a like, top down, I believe. Yeah. Bird, top, like Bird's top Eye down. MMORPG. Or no no yeah. M no 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 that's wrong. Uh, M MOBA. It's a MOBA. Massive online battle arena. A lot of people yeah, just got not, really mad I'm at me. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of you know. Yeah, um, I play Smite. You know, I've tried the games like World me. of Warcraft yeah. or stuff like that. But uh, and even even you know uh, RuneScape. Even though I have it downloaded on my PC, I created a small little account to hang out <laughs> with my cousin. I'm not a fan of RuneScape. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing though. Like so, Call of Duty, my favorite, hundred percent. I don't care. Like throughout the years, I don't care. I love Call of Duty. Yeah. And it, that's what's making it so hard for me to get away from uh, Warzone. I, man, I feel like I'm in an AA meeting. Like, it's so hard <laughs> for me to break off from Warzone. That'll be right? next <laughs> episode. It'll be the AA well, meeting. That, that, that's what I like to say before. It's just like... I finally overcome I, my addiction. I, I hate this game so much, but I am so addicted to playing it that I can't stop playing it. That's yeah. where I'm at. So that's why, but that's why I have multiplayer. It helps me get my fix of the modern warfare mechanics. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. So like it, the mechanics of Warzone, the, the movement mechanics, the engine is, is so very good. I agree. And clean. The, just the problem is the glitches and the hackers and the fact that that has been the skill-based matchmaking the biggest yeah and that's <laughs> no ranking system it's been the biggest issue in the long for the longest time and nobody's mm. done anything about it people are salty turning the community into very poor like like very crappy community if i'm being honest yeah well, just like, put the community into thinking that activision legitimately only cares about the money and yeah, that's yeah i think that was the thing for me that that turned me away from it which again this is what we're going to go into with a full discussion because i genuinely do think there's a message there about greed um because it really i mean it does really speak for a company to one take a game that i really enjoyed playing and i still at sometimes do enjoy it um which we'll, we'll talk about the problem with you know that um but to literally take specific guns and then boost them up um and just and just specifically because they have a cosmetic skin coming out for them um like to me that just that i think that to me compared to the glitches right the glitches are very annoying 
I admit, because like when the, those times when you deserve the win, you're the last team standing, and then someone's stem glitching across the map because he saw it on TikTok. Like that's very, very, very annoying. But my problem more so is with that person doing the the glitch. Um, but a company, I mean, obviously it's their responsibility at some point to fix it, right? And if it sits there, which many of the glitches have, or come back in seasons apparently because like we're on season four yeah. of the stem glitch now um which is obvious i agree it's aggravating and, and it's annoying but to me it's even more to me it's even more i mean in a way i've used i've said spitting in the face of the people of the consumer which that makes me sound like a karen um, and it's not what i'm trying to do it's more so the fact that I because i see, view the video games the way i do because it's an to me i see it as a, an art form um, a way to be competitive to that, you know, and again, good sports. I, I, to me, if it's, if it's all about trying to smack talk, I would use a different S word, um, <laughs> for the college of D community, other games like it. Um, but if the whole point is to smack talk other people, um, to me, it's just not like, I would prefer to be able to, at the end of a game to like, dude, you guys are really, really good. And that's why I lost. You know what I mean? And like be able to, yeah. that kind of thing, um, which I think is why it draws, I'm drawn to some of the games I'm playing today um, because, you know, for multiple reasons, I've, I feel like Call of Duty, which is, this is part of the rant that we're supposed to wait till next episode, but yeah, I would hold off on any further conversation. Uh, last thing. Yeah. It. The last thing I'll say, and we'll move on um, is part of that competitive aspect is lost for me when you, when you, as, as the people who are, making the moves right make it so that you're already up against something that it's no like it's there's no point in playing at that point i guess uh, that'll be a a hint and incentive to watch the next episode i guess um yeah so i guess but you would, would agree then my next i i would like to say like my next uh like my one of my favorite games though is to get back on to the first question what's my favorite video mm -hmm. games um you know the fps's are like up there along with open world i'm yeah very big fan of open world like uh like red dead redemption mm -hmm. and uh assassin's creed call of duty you play a lot of oh, i'm sorry assassin's creed mm -hmm. i love assassin's creed i wish i could play more of it but with having a, a built growing a family and a mm -hmm. stream uh, and a TikTok, it's very difficult to kind of like manage my time with games that I'm yeah, not. Typically, playing when you're stream. playing games, you're typically streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, because I have specific days that I've set aside to stream, so that I could vice versa have specific days set aside to spend time with my wife. Yeah. So it's very difficult to kind of like balance what I'm playing, and so every so often, what I'll do is I'll do like a a just chatting and just hanging out stream where I'm playing a. Uh, an open world and fog is the only one in the chat who's talking to me because <laughs> uh, bacon doesn't want to ever okay okay uh, <laughs> but no those i would have to say those are definitely my favorite too uh especially open i world agree those are two very it, good ones it throws me back it throws me back to you know my first time uh ever really gaming i was playing on zelda mm -hmm. and zelda being an open world and i loved it i was like i can do it i'm not even playing the mission and i'm having fun you know what i mean yeah yeah so, so I, have, I have a lot of fun doing that and uh call of duty because call of duty modern warfare uh 2 modern warfare 2 came out when my parents got divorced 
Mm. And my dad's friend let my dad borrow his PlayStation. <laughs> and he said, I got the new Call of Duty on there. You play it. And my dad was like, I don't play video games. He's like, yeah, maybe you will. You just take it. And he, <laughs> let, he let my dad borrow his brand new PS3 yeah. and Modern Warfare 2. And so I came over to his house and he was like, yeah, you want to play it? While well, I'm in the garage working, and I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I barely get to play video games because, yeah, I don't, for whatever reason, I have no idea. I love to play video games. <laughs> and so I was playing it, and I was like, oh, bro, I love this game. Yeah. I love this game! And I just kept playing. And it, I fell in love with Modern Warfare 2. So if you ever ask me what my favorite Call of Duty is, Modern Warfare 2. And so ever since then, like, I was playing Call of Duty. Uh, never really like heavily though. I was never, I was never good. I just wasn't. I'm just not good. <laughs> but I fell in love with it. Yeah, and the team let you know that as well. <laughs> we, well. I didn't really have it. I never played multiplayer until I was in the army. Hmm. I played, um, I played a little bit of uh, custom lobbies with my cousin, my yeah. uncle. And my other cousin, which is why I play Call of Duty with him to this day, yeah, uh, with two other friends of ours, um, and so like throws me back to those times. But um, I, I fell in love with with, with Call of Duty. Um, I didn't really get into playing video games until I bought an Xbox One when I was in the army, and I played uh, Modern Modern. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Um, I was playing Modern Warfare 2, or I'm sorry, World of War, not World of War, World War 2. I was playing World War 2, um, Call of Duty World War 2. Yeah. Um, and I loved it because my, my like first Call of Duty ever, I said it was, I said it was Modern Warfare 2, but it was World at War. Um, but I didn't really start playing the game until Modern Warfare. Yeah. Modern Warfare 2. Um, and so World War II Call of Duties, I really enjoy. I really do enjoy them. Yeah. And so when I got to play World War II and they had some cameo maps from World at War, I was super stoked, super excited, and I played it a lot. And I got to play with it with um, a British soldier that I had deployed with. Uh, so we got to... Um, still keep in contact. Um, so th that was one thing that I really enjoyed about it. And I was a very casual player. Played it like on the weekends, and you know, never was really like, "Oh, babe, I gotta go play." I'm sorry, I love you. Just like, eh, you mind if I go play video games? Yeah, I'll go play video games. And uh, I'd go play. And it wasn't until I was called into ministry that I really wanted to play video games, which was really weird. People talking about how sinful video games were. Yeah. And, uh, but now I'm called into ministry. And I, at first I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's because the devil's trying to pull me into sinful things. And then I realized though, but it, but like, this could be used for such good works for God. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I should combine the two. And that's when I created, or that's when I decided to, you know, I'm going to be a religious video game player. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just know I've got to incorporate God in this. I know I have to do it. Yeah. And so I 
found out there was such thing as people paying to watch you stream video games. Pay, people paying to watch you play video games. I was like, that sounds cool. I want to do that. I want and, money playing. I, I want money. I want to. Play, I want to get paid <laughs> to play video games when I'm not very good. Hashtag Tim the Tap Man. Called out. Call shade. Uh, you know he listens to the podcast, right? <laughs> kidding. Hasn't even been out yet, and he's already listening. Yeah, it's not even uploaded yet. Yeah, really. like, oh, I can't wait for that. Where are we dropping? Because I can't wait to die to fall damage. <laughs> <laughs> where are we dropping? More like where are we stopping, bro? The ground. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> but I wasn't very good, so I was like, you know, I'll I'll do that, and I um. I was like, you know what? Oh, I'm. I'll see what happens. I'll stream a little bit. Streamed with you know no no results because I was turning on Twitch on my PlayStation, seeing what was gonna happen. Sure enough, nothing. And so I made a couple TikToks here and there, and I made one TikTok about hey, I'm making a Discord. Or, I'm sorry, I made one TikTok, and people were like, hey, you should get a Discord. And you're a Christian gamer, you should get a Discord. It was like three people that commented on that video and. Only two of them liked it, <laughs> and um, give you a hint. One one of those comments said, um, "Anyway, the <laughs> I was like, you know, what? I'll make a Discord. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm new to this whole gaming thing, but yeah, I'll make a Discord. I'll figure it out." Somebody contacted me. I was like, "Hey, I'll build you a Discord. I love what you're doing. I'll build you a Discord." I was like, "Okay, build me a Discord." And he built it to me. He gave me ownership. And I was like, oh, this looks kind of nice. I like it. And then, <laughs> and then a couple months later, here we are. <laughs> and then I um, created, you know, I created a TikTok saying, hey, I've got a Christian Discord. If you're a Christian gamer, I'd love to have you. And in like three days, it had like 50,000 followers or 50,000 views. True. And I gained like 3,000 followers. And within two weeks, the Discord grew um, 3,000 viewers, or 3,000 members. 3,000, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said you're popular. <laughs> and uh, that number has gone down, come down oh, quite yeah. a bit. But that's because I truly believe that's because we were preaching a true gospel. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it came, the, the Discord came at a perfect time because it was right right in the middle of covid like it was getting it was getting to the point like people were starving for for basically for the gospel basically at that point and then when when you, when you opened it to you when you opened it up on tiktok and uh you know discord and stuff like that like these people who are i think a lot of because of the high numbers right of people who are staying at home we had more people again we had uh, over uh, 1500 people who joined downloaded discord for this discord um well, my admins literally yeah one of the admins did so fog the yeah admin he downloaded it because of yeah which is part of my incentive where i think some of the numbers are going to because now people are getting back to work and it's like you're most of the people who, who joined were they weren't gamers really i mean not to say that like not to make an argument or anything like that that's what i'm trying to do more but i'm more so saying like games was just something they picked up to pass the time because they had nothing to do like you know because that's what for many people like they were just getting 
so bored. Like there was nothing that they were working from home for four hours a day. That's all they could do. And it's like, you know, they couldn't do any, go anywhere. They weren't allowed to go to church. And you had these Christians who were now on the internet more than ever before. And they're like, Oh, Christian discord. What's discord. I don't know. Let me find out. They joined and like, Whoa, this is actually really cool. Um, and you know, I, I think, yeah, and now, that way it served as the one who downloaded yes. Discord because of it is better at managing Discord yes. than I am. And now he'll <laughs> he'll he'll definitely be on a episode in the future for sure. But right. yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably where some of the numbers are going because in a way the Discord served that purpose where it it fed people in a time where because now we're getting back to a little bit kind of normal where you're at least allowed to go out again, um, no, and you're not having to uh, self shelter, but. Um, Get vaccinated I, and you can wear it, yeah. not wear a mask anymore. <laughs> yeah, fully vaccinated. Jeez. <laughs> but I'm not gonna wear one. But yeah, I mean, and this probably—I guess this leads into the the end of the podcast, like we like we said, where we want to promote what Fish is doing. Um, obviously, I've been a part of not from the very be- beginning. Um, I found Fish through the TikTok that he's actually talking about. I'm one of the people who I didn't download Discord. I was already on it um, and came across, I actually came across his video, um, which there were like four or five other videos that were out at the time that I'd already scrolled past. Um, and then I, I scrolled past his also. And then I was like, this is like the fifth time I've seen one. Um, and then I scrolled back, hit like, didn't even watch the TikTok again. I just hit like, so I was like, I'll watch it later and scrolled back. And then a couple of days later, I checked it on it again because something just pulled me to to check it again um most mostly because which i won't go into full detail but i most of my friends got really busy out of nowhere um that i played with so after like seven o'clock in the evening until i went to bed at one o'clock in the morning so about six hours um i'm just sitting there doing nothing i'm just like oh i was like let me check out that discord i guess since there's probably a lot of people in it um and i went in there was (laughs) there was a lot of people in it and now it's like the only discord (laughs) that i'm in um but yeah um we're we're already just past an hour now so and now you're an admin in there yeah now i'm an admin by the way i think we mentioned it in the last episode but yeah we, we talked we talked a bit about uh you getting in and getting becoming in. admin and then my my coming into the discord discord problem. and stuff we're like that yeah yeah we we've already touched on that because we were it's, in a way it's part of chris's chris's testimony um <laughs> And and what's really cool is he's just one of the many stories that we have of the Discord helping. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those, like, I've told Bacon this, you know, multiple times. I've told him, I've mentioned it on my stream, that, you know, the Discord could literally just vanish oh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It, could just, it could just vanish tomorrow. It could get deleted by some hacker. You just go away. And I could turn and look at Bacon and go... I'm happy with the work we did because we brought so many people to Christ because so many people were led to Christ through our actions and through the ministry that we have been leading. The, mm-hmm. the words that we've been, been speaking about the scriptures, that it was enough to lead people to Christ. And, and so I am happy with it. Yeah. I still think that there is more to do. Absolutely. I, for, I firmly believe that there's mm-hmm. still more to do, especially with the people who believe in Jesus or say they do. But with, with the amount of people that said they came to Jesus, I, I am happy. Yeah. And we had a, a lot more than, I, I'll be honest, from the time where I joined the Discord, um, even with just the sheer number, 
of people in the like that when we the first and second poll that we took was a real shocker for me to see how many people and one of those one of the people um who he didn't say no he he wasn't saved through the discord specifically like not he didn't hear the gospel through the discord and get saved but it was more so specifically um he had just recently been baptized and the discord came at a perfect time where his faith was struggling um but anyway um that was one thing that like after that moment i agree with fish where i was just like okay like the discord like i'm satisfied like it's it's amazing but with that i think we're gonna wrap up this episode um second episode of where we dropping um i appreciate you guys listening i said watching last time lol um (laughs) um, right noob but speaking of watching we will probably try a video version of the podcast of course if you're on spotify um listening to spotify then uh you'll you'll stick to audio um but if you are watching on youtube again uh it's available on youtube uh spotify and then also in the future twitch when we do live uh podcast episodes um but yeah so in the future if you're mainly watching on youtube or if you're just on spotify um we we probably will implement and uh test out some uh like uh video um but again we are all in discord trying to make it make the best of what we can do being that we're all in different states um which is a beautiful thing about the technology of today and how it can be used for the gospel um so anyway that amish <laughs> no hey bacon i would appreciate you having me on today dog. yeah it's man fun no problem so i appreciate you guys listening again like i said um and stay tuned for episode three where we get into a little bit of a little bit of warzone topics um and we don't know the current theological um topic but just stay tuned check be waiting for that so thank you guys for watching yeah we'll get there